Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes had an opportunity to gear up for the next stage of their adventure, after which they completed some scouting and knowledge gathering about the state of Old Corvosa. Now the center of the city's adoration, our heroes attended a party in their honor at Trail's End before receiving an ominous summons to join the Queen's forthcoming address at Castle Corvosa. Do our heroes walk towards a reward or straight into a trap? The Cursed Campaign continues now. Welcome back to Bestow Curse. It's time. You guys are on your way. To what? I'm not quite sure. We have a meeting with the queen. It sounds like it's going to be a royal decree of some sort. A really public meeting with the queen. Really public. Public execution? Mm, I don't think so. No, she wouldn't dare. But she could give us an offer we can't refuse. The pressure. <laughs> like? Let's talk about this. What do you guys think is going to happen here? Well... Uh, I kind of feel like her and Vec had some chemistry when we met before, <laughs> so she's probably going to pull a move. Propose? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about it. Griff, I'm just going to tell you right now. She can't single. handle two girlfriends in this game, you know? You'd, uh, you deny the kingship? <sighs> the king regent or whatever? I wouldn't. If the queen proposes me, I, yep, I'll be, I'll be queen number two, mm-hmm. queen consort. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What if she... <laughs> What if she asks some of us to become gray maidens? Oh, that's mm. what I'm worried about. And then she'll oh, use the public pressure to join her as an honor that we have been given. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't like that. That's scary. I know. Diego and Vec could pop a quick serum of sex shift and wall me in. Yeah. <laughs> Just opens a case, couple serums. Yeah. Drink up, boy. Just join the club. Between these two, we'll know if one's going to happen more than the other if we show up and the queen's looks has styled herself to be much more like Trinia in appearance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dangerous. Diego's already wearing a corset, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> in fan canon sure yes so my whole thing since like the last time we recorded is I think she's gonna summon us here and be like these are the heroes that cured the plague there's trouble in old Corvosa we're gonna send them over there to fix the problem and they're gonna be heroes again and then in this lawless zone of the city she's gonna like hire people to kill us or something like that to like take get rid of the problem oh yeah that's where I differ. Mm. I don't think she's going to uh, kill us. I think she wants to kill us. Mm-hmm. I think she's not going to bother with sending people because there's enough. She already thinks it's not. It's just not going to work out. Thinks the, the emperor will take care of you guys. Yeah. I think. I think the emperor's in her are, pocket. Yeah. I think I, either of those are super likely. I think the emperor's I can see either of pocket. them playing out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I think I think the upper is just using the chaos as a ladder thing to get power. I mean, like if this could be like a, a two birds, one stone thing for the queen. If the emperor is actually a thorn on her side, like, oh, we kill, take care of the emperor. And then she knifes us. I'm curious to see if we get over to old Corvosa, which I know that's where we want to go. But like we get over there. If if the emperor is, is throwing out anti-queen stuff, then OK, 
not aligned. But if like even neutral or nothing about the queen, I I wouldn't be shocked if the queen would be sending some secret like support towards that emperor. I'm gonna go one step further too. Yeah. Yeah. That we in in the Urgothoan temple, there were mentions of red mantis assassins. I think the queen's gonna hire some red mantis assassins and send them after us. They're gonna be like get a strike team together, you know, parachute into old Corvosa on an airship or so. I don't know how uh, mantis assassins work because I've never like interacted with them in a campaign before, but I well, think they're gonna coming. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna try and mantis us up. I yeah, will... they should be called mosquito assassins. Mm. There are no seams. <laughs> <laughs> But you feel them. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if she sends us out there to go take out this Emperor of Old Corvosa and it's like a fake out bookender boss where it's like, oh, we just beat the big bad guy and then we have to face this like Red Mantis Assassin Death Squad that's sent in to kill us if the Emperor doesn't get us first. Mm -hmm. Could be a thing. Oh, that way it's like a win-win situation for her. We die. He dies. Or we all die. <laughs> right. That's that's kind of my thoughts. She's playing both sides, so she always comes out on top. There you go. Smart. The machinations of a ruler. Yeah. How can one how can one presume to get in the head of a queen? Yeah. So if all that stuff happens, I'll be happy because I think that's just like good writing. I think that's good uh, uh, good story development. If it doesn't happen, I'll still be excited because like you know the writers got something else in mind that we're gonna we're gonna go through. But what if it's just actually a way to honor us in a way of just like trying the queen saying, sorry, I just because all of these were nefarious. Mm-hmm. But what if this is like the queen is just trying to buy some public favor by like honoring the people the public likes. The people that the public keeps talking about. Right. Yeah. And I- the queen shows now I'm I'm on board. I guess yours was joining the Grey Maiden. So that's forcing that's still like public presence but it might be like viewed as an honor yeah mm-hmm. it's like the queen's like she wants to we are like a rising star in Corvos and she wants to tie her name to mm-hmm. us so that when we die she can be like oh how sad how unfortunate let's all band together in this time of sorrow under your yeah, queen almost like martyr you guys yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think whatever she is going to do it's not just a nicety we might not understand it fully but she's playing a game and we are the pawns so i don't know exactly what her play will be but it's not going to be for the best of us is my prediction yeah Yeah. griff what do you think's gonna happen i know it's gonna happen (laughs) oh don't be coy come on you can say i can't say say. (laughs) why would i say what's the point of playing if i say (laughs) yeah true You'll be you'll be happy if you let it play out. Oh. <laughs> don't don't make me spoil it. Well, those are all some uh, well informed theories. I would say uh, you guys did a lot of thinking about it. But I gotta give out hero points, and this episode is a refresh episode, so Ooh. everybody gets a hero point. Woo! This one is from Ten Lawn Gnomes, aka Eric, uh, to the tune of Hey Jude. Hmm. <laughs> Musical point, dear. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Hero point. Don't make it sad. Take a bad roll and make it better. Remember to do heroic things. Then you can start to make it better, 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 better. Wow. Nice job, Eric. Na, 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 you're 
all gonna die. <laughs> Eric, wait, I what? I took all your stuff. Eric. Your screw. Why is he saying this? No, that, that's my add-on. Oh, yeah, improv. That's, that's my prediction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, when last we left our heroes, they had done a spot of shopping and had a somewhat relaxing celebration in their honor from probably the people that they care about and the people that matter, uh, the people that they actually saved in uh, the, during this plague. A lot of the Varesian people that they had saved from being experimented on, uh, the soldados who, um, you know, they had saved Brienne at the beginning of this book, uh, among, you know, other people, many of the people that they've interacted with this book in this book were there, um, celebrating with them and celebrating them. Then at Fordyce Manor, they were met by several gray maidens who requested their presence at an impromptu public address from the queen. They were sent there to escort the party to said address in front of the Grand Mastaba. And that's where we find you now. And I think you guys have done your, geez, it was, it was like writing a note to Trinia, like saying goodbye to your loved ones <laughs> at the end of the last episode. Uh, so you've done all of that and, um, and you're escorted out as long as none of you are putting up a fight. Yeah, I think we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On high alert, though. I think we're On high alert. Definitely very cautious. Noted. I'll, I'll, you, you have the seek exploration activity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you are led through the streets of Corvosa and to the base of the Grand Mastaba, where there is a stage kind of hastily erected Uh, before the steps that lead up to Castle Corvosa. On the stage, you see several figures. Uh, One, you obviously recognize. Uh, Field Marshal Croft is standing in attendance on the stage. Uh, Beside her is a stern-looking middle-aged man Uh, wearing armor and uh, with a bow across his back. You see several gray maidens. You see one that you recognize with her helmet off, Sabina Marin, who you had met when you uh, returned the queen's brooch to her. There is also this bloated excuse for a person looks to be maybe five or six hundred pounds in these red flowing robes with kind of like a floppy brilled or brimmed hat on his head and multiple pendants and uh, amulets adorning his like four chinned neck. And he stands with his hands uh, as like crossed as they can be across his massive girth Uh, But he stands kind of in the background behind Queen Iliosa herself, who is wearing a magnificent flowing red dress. Is there a crowd here or is this a private audience? There's a crowd that has formed here. Um, Maybe not as big as the crowd for the public execution of um, Trinia, 
but there's a crowd nonetheless. And the Grey Maidens escort you past the crowd and up the steps where you are um, positioned next to Field Marshal Croft. She gives you like a sideways glance, not daring to speak with you, but you can see the concern in her eyes. Make me a society check for those of you that want to know, kind of put the pieces together with these, uh, some of these figures that you don't know. Sylvie's mind is racing with a 20. With a 20, it's not difficult to notice or to know the man that is standing there, the stern looking man. Um, This is Commandant Marcus Endrin, which is a familiar name for those of you that know, like Endrin Isle, presumably the descendant of like the founders of this city. And um, Sylvie, you know that he is the impromptu uh, leader of the Sable Company. So you have the leader of the Sable Company, the leader of the Corvosan Guard, the leader of the Grey Maidens, the Queen, and this man. And I think I don't need a role for Diego to piece this together because Diego has been kind of gathering castle intrigue and and you're putting the pieces together of all these important people. That bloated man in the back must be this Togamore that you've heard of. The new Seneschal. Oh, the hand of the queen. However, I will, I will allow a, a another society or arcana or occultism check on him. I should be able to do one of those. No, I can't. Sylvie will do another society. Ooh, only a 17. 22 for Diego on occultism. Diego, that man is far more bloated than any human has a right to be, to be standing there and moving around seemingly unaided. Um, You've heard of this kind of magic, blood magic. You think he is perhaps a bloat mage. Oh, yeah. Out of, uh, I believe they're from Kermaga. You love to see them. Blood uh, mages are cool and want to eat disgusting magic. This is very yeah, repulsive. Yeah, so he's like not actually fat, perhaps, but like bloated and distended by this own, his own like engorging on blood. There's 10 pints of blood in the human body. There's probably a hundred pints of blood in the bloat mage. (laughs) A corpulent man. Yeah. Um, And Diego, this might give you pause. You know that the path to becoming a bloat mage is quite a feat of magic, even if it is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, This man is likely very magically powerful. Yeah. And I think I get evil connotations from bloat mages as well, too. Yeah. And I guess I guess that tradition of magic is like less known. It's more of a mysterious thing. It's it's wild to me that the queen's just like in broad daylight consorting with this guy. As, as like the hand of the queen. Yeah. That's so wet. Does that kind of magic does that give you control over people? Like could he be controlling the queen with blood magic? I mean, perhaps any powerful magician could be exerting that kind of control. Mm. Um I'm not sure that 
bloat mages specifically have like an enchantment slant. Okay. I always thought of it as like they were like it's it's a gross way of like stockpiling like energy reserves to pull on mm-hmm. somehow. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's like if you if you think of your normal fat reserves as like a, you know for the body to use in times of uh, in times of need for energy, well the bloat mage uses all this extra blood to power their magic. Ah, okay. Very very fortunate for him he didn't perish in the plague due to his. Uh, what do you call them? The comorbidities that he has? <laughs> Several comorbidities. Uh, making blood veil, for t- blood veil particularly yeah. deadly to a man yeah. full of blood. <laughs> what a lucky, risk individual. What a lucky guy. You think he might have just been uh, drinking from the one spigot in the temple. As you uh, line up, the crowd's murmur kind of quiets down and the queen steps forward. Ladies and gentlemen of Corvosa, esteemed citizens and honored guests, today marks a monumentous occasion in the history of our great city. As we gather here in the heart of Corvosa, I stand before you, not only as your queen, but as the bearer of news that will shape the future of our beloved home. You notice now she straightens this crown that you have not seen her wear before. It appears to be adorned with huge fangs. With a heavy heart, yet a triumphant spirit, I am pleased to announce that the dreaded plague that has gripped our city has been defeated. The relentless efforts of our brave citizens and the sacrifices made have not been in vain. However, such victories often come at a cost, and I must share with you the unfortunate news of Dr. Devilus's passing in the line of duty. (laughs) The queen's gaze sweeps across the assembly, her expression a mix of sorrow and resolve. Dr. Devilus, a dedicated servant of Corvosa, has paid the ultimate price in our battle against this insidious plague. His body has been sent back to Cheliax, where he will find eternal rest in his family's vault. In light of these events, the Order of the Queen's Physicians has been disbanded, its duty fulfilled. She pauses briefly, uh, scanning the crowd as if to measure the reaction here and you do hear like some murmuring the good doctor was not the only person who fought valiantly against Bloodvale. these four heroes you see standing before you were vital in stopping the spread of the disease and creating its cure therefore I award Diego Longshadow Mirota Bolgan Sylvie Fordyce and Vicaris Relby each a sum of 300 gold as well as unfettered access to the island of Old Corvosa, where it is my hope that they will continue their heroic efforts for the sake of the city. I trust that within the coming days, we will see a marked improvement in the stability of the island due to this group's efforts, and will be able to end the quarantine affecting so many families. The crowd erupts in cheers at this decree, uh, and you can even hear each of you can pick out people cheering your name specifically, chanting your name in the crowd. 
Ilios awaits for the crowd to settle. Yet, my loyal subjects, our city remains wounded, not only by the scars of the plague, but by the betrayal of those we trusted to safeguard it. The Order of the Nail, revealed in its true colors, had cowardly fled into Citadel Vraid. Our valiant Corvosan Guard and the noble Sable Company have suffered grievous losses. Today we face a critical juncture in our history, one that demands decisive action. To ensure the continued protection of our beloved Corvosa, I hereby appoint the Grey Maidens as the new official guardians of our city. Sabina Marin, a warrior of unparalleled skill and loyalty, shall rise to the esteemed position of general, leading our defenders with unwavering dedication. A ripple of concern murmurs through the crowd, but Iliosa stands firm. In the pursuit of safeguarding our city, sacrifices must be made. Therefore, it's with a heavy heart that I must announce the disbandment of the Sable Company. The care and feeding of their hippogriff mounts places an undue strain on our city's coffers, and their relative incompetence during the recent unrest is apparent. Further, their commander, Seneschal Neolandis Kalapopoulos, has abandoned his post in our time of need. The Queen's eyes lock onto Commandant Endrin, her words firm and unwavering. Commandant Endrin, step forth and surrender your badge of office. The Sable Company's holdings shall be seized to strengthen our city in these challenging times. She awaits his compliance, her regal demeanor unwavering in the face of the shifting tides within the crowd. And in this tense and hushed atmosphere, Commandant Endrin steps forward, his trembling hands betraying the gravity of the moment. As he reaches for his badge, tension fills the air. Suddenly, instead of surrendering the badge, Endrin defiantly hurls it at Queen Iliosa, the metallic emblem striking her cheek with a thud. A collective gasp escapes the onlookers, including the queen herself, as the unexpected act freezes the assembly in stunned paralysis. The brief interlude grants Endrin a moment to seize the opportunity for a dramatic proclamation. With a resounding bellow, he declares, Your shameful reign ends now. Corvosa will be free again. Swift as a striking serpent, Endrin produces a bow and notches an arrow, his aim unwavering. In an instant, the arrow is loosed, hurtling through the air with deadly precision. It finds its mark, striking Queen Iliosa in the right temple, embedding itself deep into her skull. Yet, to the horror of the onlookers, the queen remains standing. In an inhuman display of resilience, she swiftly regains her composure and yanks the arrow from her skull, preventing the blood running down her face from reaching her jaw. Unfazed, the queen strides towards Endrin, her movements swift and purposeful. In a chilling escalation, she seizes Endrin by the throat, lifting him effortlessly off the ground for all to witness. She then takes his own arrow and thrusts it up under his jaw. It emerges from the side of his face with a spray of blood. Endrin's body crumples to the ground, lifeless. As the shock of the brutal scene settles over the onlookers, 
Queen Iliosa imperiously shakes the blood from her hand, her regal demeanor intact. Her commanding voice cuts through the silence, declaring, This shall be the fate of all enemies of Corvosa. Mark well his punishment. It is only the first. If looks could kill, her cold gaze at the party would strike them all dead where they stand. In a swift and eerie display of magical prowess, the bloated form of Togemore steps forward, taking Iliosa's hand. With a seamless teleportation, they vanish, leaving the chaotic aftermath in their wake. The ensuing riot begins quickly and is brutally quelled by the Grey Maidens, their efficiency and loyalty to the Queen on full display. Field Marshal Cressida Croft, stunned and horrified by the events unfolding before her, turns to the four of you. Quickly, we must flee to the safety of Citadel Vorshnik. We can discuss the implications of what we've just seen and heard there. Lead the way. Let's get out of here. This place is about to blow. She grabs the four of you and starts running off the side of the stage before the crowd can fully envelop the stage. Um, and the five of you take off down the streets of Corvosa towards oh. the Citadel. Damn. Wow. The queen got that dog in her. Queen certainly got the dog in her. I won't say that anything that happened particularly surprised me oh, up until whoa. about the end. <laughs> then things got a little, a little uh, un- unexpected. Actually, what surprised me is it was we were we we're just allowed unfettered access, like well, yeah, back and forth. I, I pleasant, pleasant did more yeah. of stuff. She pinned she she pinned the expectation of. Uh, old Corvosa's outcome on us. Mm-hmm. So if like if if things keep going downhill on Corvosa, she's gonna try to blame us. I'm assuming. But like, oh my gosh, that that back half of that that function. Terrifying. <laughs> wow. Almost makes me think that like I don't know that like the queen's like under some like the queen way stronger than she appears. Obviously, so either she is really strong or she's like there's something she's like something else disguised as like a human i mean do you think mm-hmm. she's already undead i don't know she didn't react Possible. really to the, like the temple strike exactly she pulled it out of her head she bled yeah undead maybe. wouldn't do that illusory blood maybe <laughs> took more in the back <laughs> oh blood magic maybe. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, i'm good at this <laughs> oh just a trickle okay this is like all of the conspiracy theorists in Corvosa are going to be going nuts over this for like the next decade. Yeah. 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 I'd say so. Wow. Cressida rushes you into her office, slams the door shut, and um, kind of like shakily sits down and, and like points to, you know, her her other chairs for, for you to take a seat. She may sit down behind her desk but Vec just like runs up to the front of her desk and just like, boom, both hands down on it, like leans over it at her. Do you know what the hell we just saw? Because that was inhuman. No, I, I have no idea where that kind of power could be coming from. Well, scratch that. 
you better speak up if you know something because we're going to because she seems to be sending us to old Corvosa. She knows we're involved with this somehow. I saw her looking daggers at us. This is a death sentence for the four of us. I know it. If you know anything, you better tell us because I've been dragging you through this damn disease and I don't want this to be the death of me or my friends or any of our families. Well, Corvosa itself is dying. Rather, it's being murdered by the queen. And the evidence you've uncovered that links her to the plague is damning enough. But disbanding the Sable Company and reallocating the funding to the Grey Maidens, she's going to be more in control now than ever. <laughs> As you all know, I, I can't move against her either. All my guards would be executed to the last fighter before sundown if I were to move against the queen. Whatever foul magic she's wrapped herself in is obviously of the highest order. You saw it as much as I did. Endrin's aim was true. His shot should have killed her. I would feared he was going to take matters into his own hands like this, but I'd hoped he'd find it within himself to find a better route. If only he could have waited. I have new information. It's not quite new. Letter is marked a few days ago. It's only just arrived on my desk. And I fear that it's the last letter I'm going to be receiving from our friend Ben Carlo. His letters had been daily. They hadn't been coming late. This is a bad sign indeed. His last letter is hinting that he knows about some dark magic, some pact with the devil Iliosa has made. In addition, and maybe more importantly... He's hinting that he's found a lead on Seneschal Calipopolis and that the man might still be hiding in old Corvosa, never have left the city. I can see a time in the near future where the Corvosan guards disbanded as well. And I lack the resources now to mount my own investigation into what Vencarlo is saying. But if you're being sent into old Corvosa anyway... You best go see if you can find Vencarlo or find what happened to him. I think he's got more information about the Queen than we know. These letters are cryptic. He's not letting on everything that he's got, probably for fear of the letter being intercepted. A word on the street was that Iliosa was leaving Old Corvosa to rot. With that proclamation, she's going to be pinning the fate of Old Corvosa on the four of you. You have the Emperor to deal with, and probably more. Something's taken out Vencarlo. I don't even know if that could be the Emperor's doing. If you can find him and talk to him, maybe that can suggest a course of action for us going forward. But you best be careful. Don't interact with any Grey Maidens that happen to be over there. Queen clearly isn't a fan of the group of you. I'd watch your back and watch every step you take. The Emperor may be the least of your concerns. This is quite a dire news. If Ven Carlo is in trouble, then this is worse than I thought. We have to find him to see what he knows. In that letter, did he mention what uh, devil that she might have had a pact with? No, 
Just mention of a devil pact. No mention of the particular devil. Hmm. Maybe, in any case, we must find Van Carlo and we can ask him ourselves. Right. Unfortunately, I think you'll likely be safer in Old Corvosa than you will be over here. Queen's clearly got something out for you, and at least you all know your way around Old Corvosa. It's most of your home. Got half a mind to leave this whole bloody city behind me. That doesn't seem to be an option either. So we need to get to Old Corvosa, find Vencarlo, find Calopolis. I think I might be getting all the syllables. There's a lot in there. Calopolis. <laughs> Calopolis. Deal with the Emperor. Avoid the Grey Maidens. And, and, and then what? Keep this damn horror show going? I think what is going to depend on what you find out from Vencarlo, but if Calopolis is alive and in the city, I don't know how much you know about politics, but the Seneschal is o- the only position that can legally depose a monarch. Well, he's been replaced. Does he still have that power when that corpulent individual holds his office? He held the office of the former king. That would trump any new appointment, especially if the queen had a hand in wherever he's gone. So the queen's probably got a little bit of a death warrant on his head, I would imagine. If he can challenge her right to rule, understands why he went to ground then. Right. I fear nowhere will be safe for us until we end this queen's wicked tyranny. And if in an old Corvosa the threads we need to pull to get to the bottom of this are there, then go there and pull we shall. Well, she didn't exactly put a timeline on it for you. So I suppose (laughs) use that gold she's given all of you. Put it to good use. Get whatever supplies you've been needing. Head over there. If you find a way to communicate with me or to get back across, if she's given you unfettered access, hopefully you can come back across and uh, relay the news. Well, it seems like uh, our future's been written for us. It's up to us to make it happen. This will not be an easy task, and we will have to leave behind the ones that we care about. I know you are... Busy and will likely become busier, Cressida. But is there any way you could keep an eye on our families that we have to leave behind? If we are a target, then surely our families are too. I... I could do that. I could... <laughs> I'd say spare, but it's not really sparing. They won't be patrolling another area to be patrolling in front of uh, your residence, Sylvie, but... If all of your family that's on this side of Corvosa is in one place, I should be able to allocate some guards. I, my mom's in with Sylvie's uh, family right now, so it's one stop. I know you've made a, a list here, Vec, but at what point do you think we should meet up with Devargo? I, I'd kind of forgotten about him, but we should definitely talk to him probably sooner rather than later. I imagine if anybody has an idea of what the situation truly is like behind the quarantine of Old Corvosa, it's him. I'd say if he's not the first person he t- we talk to, he should be the second or third. I I think he might know plenty. Um, I, I did Cressida, and, and I'm just trying to clarify in case I forgot. 
and just missed this. Did Cressida clarify if she had any leads on where we could find Vencarlo or the Seneschal, or it's just like we need to go there and start exploring? I mean, she'd probably point you in the direction of like the Academy and his house as okay. like, you know, the first places to look. If he's not there, maybe he's left, you know, some form of lead on where he's gone. Yeah. Well, to your point, Mir, I think maybe one of the first things we should do is talk to Devago. He can give us the lay of the land, give us an update what's happening behind the quarantine, and then we can start tracing down these leads. Well, Cressida, is there anything else that we need to know before we head over there? I guess I'd say... How do you plan to get to Devargo? I know he separated a ship, right? But aren't we allowed to just cross now? Well, uh, one bridge over. Right. So we can cross into the old city, but he's separated from the old city. Well, Figgy's basically a, a ski do at this point, so Mia could ride on his back, I guess. I guess the, the trouble be getting through old docks to get to him, hmm. considering that whole area is taken over by the Emperor. Oh. You'd have got to cross paths with the Emperor if you're going by land. We're probably not going to be ready we for that. We go by sea. <laughs> Perhaps resolving some of these issues with the Emperor that the Emperor is causing is uh, an initial step to getting to Devargo. I, you could take a boat over and maybe get to him that way or get yourselves through where the Emperor's been living and the Emperor's domain now. You've got options. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I will say follow up on Vencarlo quickly, given that I'm a bit worried by this last letter. Something's happened to him. Well, we'll figure out exactly how we're going to get in contact with all of these folks and what exactly we'll do once we cross over. Um, Cressida, it has been quite a time these last couple months with you. You're one of the good ones, and there's fewer and fewer of you left here. So take care of yourself. Don't get into any trouble while we're gone. We'll be back shortly, hopefully. I'll try not to, hopefully. I'm still in somewhat of a position of power when you get back. Seems like none of that's guaranteed, though. Yeah. Try not to get yourselves killed. Haven't managed to do that yet. We'll see you soon. And so you guys maybe spend one last night at Four Dice Manor uh, before picking up your gear and heading to Old Corvosa. Our Nozama Corporation packages arrive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Sylvie does gather the party together uh, on that last night in at her house and she's pacing around a little bit and finally gets up the courage to talk to everyone. This may come as no surprise to you, but, uh, and she lowers her voice a little bit. My family did not make their whole fortune in the most honest way. <laughs> I do not know all of the details yet, but with the information that has come to light I feel I must tell you I do know that my ancestor Dyson or Dice has been the only person to win the breaching festival at the academy it brought our family the fortune that we 
once add, I was raised to believe that he won this due to his great skill and power. But that is not entirely true. He made a deal with a devil and was able to win. But I know he did not fulfill his end of the deal. I am not sure the whole cost to the Fordyce family, but eventually we will have to pay the debt that is owed. I see. Um, what were the terms of that agreement? She wrings her hands a little bit. I don't think Sylvie knows the terms, does she? She doesn't. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the debt. Yeah. Oh. I, I do not know. That is the trouble. How do you pay a debt when you do not know the cost? Well, it might be helpful to know who you or your family might be in debt to. Do you know the name of that debt? Oh, I do. I believe Sazzy told her. He did. Lorethact. It was a devil by the name Lorethact. Now, I got a little bit of religion, which I... Th- think is what you roll for devils. Mm-hmm. Can I roll on that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a natural 20. Whoa! That's a 32. Wow. <laughs> Lorthact, the Unraveler, the Ur-Magus, and the Diabolus Mystere is it not a devil. He's an infernal duke. Oh, that's worse than it. The power of a god. Uh-oh. <laughs> He is the Lord of Exiles, Scholars, and Theories. And um, you understand Sazzy's unique appearance among imps when you think on this lore fact. His sacred colors are blue and red, and his sacred animal is a chameleon, much like Sazzy's tail curls into a lizard-like chameleon tail. It is rumored that Lorthact no longer calls hell home and exists somewhere on the material plane. As soon as she says Lorthact, <laughs> and I roll this natural 20, it's just like dead quiet. Vex stands up walks over to the liquor cabinet and grabs the bottle of limoncello. <laughs> Sylvie, that's no devil we're talking about. That is a bona fide infernal duke who is no longer in hell, who is on this material plane somewhere. Zazzy, show yourself. I know you're here. Yep. Hey. Looks kind of like that. Well, no. At least inspired <laughs> by, by my, that. I am uh, an amalgamation of the symbols of my master. He oh. looks nothing like me. And sets the bottle down, both, both hands on his temples. Dear lords above, could the news get any worse? <laughs> but how long ago was this deal? And, and why do you think... You might be repaying it. Oh, that was generations ago. Dyson... Aye, that's what I'd think. Uh, the timeline for someone who is immortal is different from our short life cycles. 
I do not know why I would be the one to pay the price, but eventually it will come due. Because <laughs> you're not a normal four dice, are you, Sylvie? That is true as well. Uh, you see, see, my parents here, they are not my biological parents. We have met other creatures, the Ag, who seem to know my true mother. I was left with my family here. I am related to them, but uh, my, my mother, she was, I, I think, a bit of a hag. The first four dice with arcane magic in their blood. Now, how do you think that might be valuable to my master? That does make me a bit more powerful than some of my relatives that are more of a noble and societable persuasion. And, Sylvie, you attain these powers. How exactly? Did you come across them naturally, or... Did you yourself also make some sort of <laughs> of deal or consent to an arrangement? I have only made a pact with Sazi that we would work together and help each other. I have not made any other pacts. I just feel feel a pull to learn more. My ah, Sylvie, I see. His master is Lorthact. <laughs> you didn't make a pact with him. You made a pact with Lorthact. <laughs> oh, I, I did not know that at the time. <laughs> That's not quite correct. When you made a pact with me, you made a pact with me. I am merely an emissary of Lorthact. He sent me to guide you in the right direction, but I can't make any choices for you. With all that said, it could be any four dice that Lorthact calls upon, <laughs> not just the one who is closely interacting with his emissary. Uh, that right, your brother seems particularly gifted. <laughs> you have a brother? Cousin, I guess. Yeah, he has been here the whole time. How has this never come up? <laughs> They've all been here. They've all been here. They talked like the first time we were here. Mm-hmm. She has what's happened. Aunt, uncle, and cousin. I was probably at the time. <laughs> You've like worn his spare clothes. <laughs> I wondered why they were all in my size. <laughs> well, with all these I'm new, them, by the way. <laughs> with all these new revelations being revealed, there is a lot here that's troubling, but. Sylvie, you might be the one most suited for understanding the terms of this pact with the devil the queen has made that we wish to find in old Corvosa. But you should probably turn in your friendship bracelet anyways. <gasps> no questions asked. Turn in your friendship bracelet. <laughs> friendship revoked. Oh, <laughs> heartbreaking. Sylvie, this doesn't mean we're not friends. Don't take that away from this. This is just a lot to handle on top of the 20 other insane things that have happened today. Right. And though it's difficult, 
I do want to recognize that this is incredibly personal to you. This is something I'm sure you haven't shared with many people before. So that displays that you do have trust, care, and compassion for the rest of us. And I, I want you to know that we do appreciate that. The fact that I got worked up is because it's easy for me to get worked up. Not because I think that you're bad or you're hiding anything. I'm glad that you shared this with us mm. because this is going to be very relevant very soon, I'm sure. Yes, I... We'll watch out for you. Your Oracle and I aren't disappointed. We're just upset. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, Sylvie, my master certainly doesn't want you dead. I don't know why he would make a pact with somebody that actively does. So I don't think it's him making a pact with the queen. That is good news, at least. I have more time to figure this all out. I do not know if or how it could be related, but it would be an odd coincidence if they were not connected in some way. I did not want to burden you all with this knowledge and, well, lack of knowledge on my part, but I am glad that I was able to come clean. Thank you for your understanding. I appreciate you for sharing. I do have one more question. Do you say you only have a pull towards learning new things? Is that what you said? Or is there something else that's pulling you? I just want to know what we should be mindful of getting you near. Ah, uh, I I think it is it is a pull to learn more about the, the magic that I have and where it comes from. I get these dreams sometimes. They haven't happened too recently, but I, I think it is communications from my mother. I feel the pull to learn more about Ur and the magic. I think that is normal, no? Don't you want to know where your powers come from? Mine come from the earth. I, I don't have a question there. It's, it's stable. It's on the ground. I can take off my shoes at any time and feel it. Hmm. Maybe mine is a bit unique then. Maybe one day when I find out more, I will no longer feel that call. I don't know. It sounds like you and Vec both aren't really sure how you even have magic. Meanwhile, I can step outside and just feel it. I don't I don't understand it, but I can try to help if, if you need anything. But this is not for me. Like, this is not something I'm comfortable with. That sounds very reassuring to be confident in where you get your powers from. If it is all around you, and you can see it and feel it, ah, maybe one day I will have that reassurance as well. Yeah, Mir's thinking in her head, that is terrifying to have no, like, this is now two people she's met who, like, just have no idea how they have magic. And she's like, oh, I can just put my hand in water or the ground. And I'm like, yep, there's my magic. That's how I feel it. And now I have someone who has a dead god mm. <laughs> and someone who <laughs> doesn't know her parents but thinks her mom maybe what gave her magic but also made a deal with it. Her family made a deal with the devil like 300 years ago. So she's like feeling very stable in her power at least. <laughs> well, you can be comfortable that Diego gets his powers from the things he eats and the push-ups he does. 
So I know that's you're, something. You're a very clear. And me, your <laughs> spirit guide. <laughs> Gaken, have you been here the whole time? I thought I unmanifested you yesterday. Diego's manifesting in his sleep. I know it. <laughs> I came to you in a dream and never left. I watched you from the crowd. <laughs> you didn't wave. I had to get out of the the mob myself. <laughs> you all ran away from me. Perhaps it is best for you to reflect on why we did those things. I am the tortured spirit here, stuck with you, <laughs> not the other way around, Diego. Yes, and you're infecting all of us with your <laughs> your torturations. Diego. I'm sorry. Go I'm, easy on him. He's you're, dead. You're not the one he's haunting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why your magic explained. You're being haunted. <laughs> this is not your choice, actually, at all. If Aren't I... You- isn't your call a spade like, a spade? <laughs> twin soul, you're supposed to be like, I don't know, twins. No, we're first year roommates. <laughs> if I could have gone back and not spent that time meditating and communing with the occult, I would be much happier today. <laughs> I might have moved on. Why have we've we've collected your body parts and buried you? Why haven't you moved on? We together serve a greater purpose, Diego. I know we do. I don't know what the purpose is, but God damn it, I want to fulfill it. I want nothing more than to be done. Well, fine. Go sulk then. Diego puts on a pouty face and like his the back of his fur raises and he goes and skulks somewhere. Imagine like Sylvie and Mir and Vuk are like looking at each other like, oh, this is awkward. Like watching your parents. (laughs) I'm sorry you all had to see that. (laughs) (laughs) How? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, with with this revelation, uh, I think you all head to sleep, right? Anyone doing anything else? Couple drinks, heading to bed? Yeah, more than a couple, but yeah. Sure. Sylvie, you fall asleep and you dream. And the first thing you feel is the wind blowing through your hair. You recognize the city of Corvosa sprawled out in front of you as you stand on the balcony of an almost impossibly tall tower. A tower that your family must know well. The summoning tower of the academy. From behind you, you feel a warmth and then you feel a hand on your shoulder and from the other side an arm reaches around the small of your back you look to your left first the source of the arm and see a dusky almost purple skinned woman with eyes black as coal reflecting your visage back 
at you. She certainly appears older than you. And you can almost notice in her robes a faint glint of sparkles as if the night sky stares back at you. And she smiles at you reassuringly. And then you turn to the hand on your shoulder and you see a tall, red-skinned man with five golden horns protruding from around the crown of his head, almost like a crown themselves. His hair is black and slicked back, and he looks at you with yellow, pupilless eyes. From his other hand, he produces a crown similar to his own and places it upon your head. I will have what I'm owed, and so shall you, Sylvie. Sylvie reaches a hand up to touch the crown and thinks for a moment, what is it that you are owed? He gestures towards the city, gestures towards Castle Corvosa. All of this and more you shall deliver to me, my child. He smiles a fanged smile at you, and then you wake up. Oh, Sylvia's in a cold sweat and super pale and just very clammy with this revelation. And it almost feels like as you wake up in those first bleary moments of wakefulness, you can see that same woman sitting at the foot of your bed. But when you finally fully awaken, she's gone. Oh, terrifying. But just like her other dreams. Despite this nighttime revelation, you awaken feeling stronger. Just her or everybody? Oh. In fact, as the rest of you wake up yeah. over the course of the morning, you all feel stronger. Oh. As you've reached level eight. Wow! Oh my god. I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Yeah. yeah. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2008. Curse of the Crimson Throne and Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission. If you enjoyed this show, consider listening to our other Pathfinder 2e show, The Hideous Laughter Podcast, and supporting us on Patreon where you can get exclusive access to our other actual play content.